Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day, uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option, if you're doing fertility or IVF, can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say. Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. All right, you guys, it's the Hey for H podcast. Paul's in New York, so it's a girl's show. Coming up, have you ever been fat shamed by your doctor? I think it happened to me. Plus, wearing hoop earrings. Is it cultural appropriation? All that's next. Pacers, Pacers running. We love working with them. And also, if you're interested in a running podcast that's great and funny too, Pace the Nation is their podcast, which comes out every single week. Also, if you want to find a location to buy your new runners or your new jogging, walking shoes, run pacers.com to find the location near you. And Crystal City Bid, we love working that with them. And you can warm up fall weekends every Friday this month at Fridays at the Fountain in Crystal City with delicious beer and wine offerings and live entertainment. More details, go to crystalcity.org. Mm. All right. Hey. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. 
I'm just waiting. Right. Part of Sarah. Here, here, here. We yeah. go. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Hey, phrase. What's the phrase that you hear every day? Uh oh, it's your part. What's the phrase that you hear? Done. Tune in, yeah, you got it. Tune in. Sarah Fraser on the mic and she about to begin. Call host with the most powerful looking fleet. Take it from me, you should be listening. Live from the nation's capital. Uh best. No need a second guess. Separated from the rest. Entertaining nonetheless. Many topics to address. Sarah, she's so glamorous. Number one hostess. How you guys? How you doing? Hi, AJ. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Uh, AJ is co-hosting the podcast today. Welcome to the Hey Fresh podcast. There is no Paul Wharton. Paul is... <laughs> we don't even Bye. know. Bye. Paul is up in New York, so AJ has been kind enough to come back. You you actually had left. You were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> you were like on your way to Ocean City. Just to- kidding. <laughs> back here. Co-host your yeah. own show. Um, so you're going to be with Thanks. us. Um, AJ is the amazing intern that you heard uh, for many many, many months doing news and pop culture with us. And she has just created this amazing career. I mean, by the way, Paul and I are taking credit for all of your careers. I don't know if you know oh, that. 100%. I credit you guys in every little do to Sarah Page and Paul Wharton. Thank you. I give my thanks. Because <laughs> not only that, Irene, you guys probably remember Irene, the intern. She's now started a cookie company that has all kinds of really extreme sayings like fuck you on the cookies <laughs> and all this stuff. So, eat my cookie. Eat my cookie. Yeah. All so Irene's Kitchen, you can follow her blog and she's like having great success. So we take credit for that too. We're like, look, this, <laughs> this girl went to Hollywood. Now she's making cookies. We- <laughs> you should charge her a little fee every month. Like, yes. thanks to us. That's where you are today. So, you're welcome. So, thank you for coming back and filling in. Of course. Wouldn't um, miss it. Yeah. We're going to talk about a lot. You were at Paul's party uh, this past wasn't weekend. I. And wasn't it an event of the season? It was. It was great. It was great <laughs> to celebrate his 40th. It was, yeah. I was really happy for Paul because he was very in his element. He was. He was so happy. I got to meet his mom, his all of his friends. It was a really, really cute event. I know. And this so is fun. what I want to ask him because, you know, um, hopefully he won't listen to this podcast. <laughs> He'll miss this week, but I was walking in and my arch nemesis Amarosa was walking out. And I don't know, you weren't here at the time, but Amarosa at one point was a special guest for our live show. And then shortly after that, we made some comments about Amarosa on this show that she oh, threatened wow. to sue us over. And what? <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, it sort of got patched over, but not really. And Amarosa was at the party and I was shocked because I'm not sure. I, I think, you know, I think she, I know Amarosa and Paul have been friends for many, many years, but right. I think things had been difficult because of the political climate and right. everything. So I'll be curious to find out how that went how for, it went for I, him. I heard there was tears. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I'm dying to, to see that. And well, not to hear all that. I don't, I don't want to, I don't need to be there. I don't need to be <laughs> sued in real Maybe life. Maybe hear the aftermath, you know? <laughs> the aftermath. Third party. Good enough. Right, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you are awesome to um, to jump in here. And we have so many things to get to on the show. A lot of stories to talk about. Also, Melina from Pure Romance is coming. If you haven't been to a Pure Romance party, I went to one a couple years ago. And essentially, Pure Romance, they do a lot more than sell love toys and sex toys, but that's essentially kind of what they do. But they also are about educating you on, um, you know, your health. Now, um, I'm just going to ask you here, do you own a vibrator or any sort of toys, AJ? So I was drunk one night on wine, and my friend and I were like, let's totally go buy sex toys. Mind you, I'm 23. This was last year. (laughs) Okay. So I'm a little late to the game. Uh, But yeah, so I own a little baby, little purple (laughs) vibrator. (laughs) Mom, please listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. My mom, too. I don't want her to listen either. I told her um, that Molina was coming on, and my mom was like, what kind of show are you guys doing these days? <laughs> <laughs> the 
Is she a cute little Jewish mom? No, what kind of show is this? No, she actually sounds nothing like that. What kind of show? No, what are you doing here? I'm schwitzing. She's completely not Jewish. And she's has a main accent. So it's more like, hey, yeah, what kind of show are you doing? Like, mom. I love I it. Know, I like love it. One that's for young people. And she's like, I'm not into all those toys and lotions. Again, she's Jewish. <laughs> so anyhow, um, but no, I, I over the years, I've bought some love toys myself. They're amazing. I don't know how you do it without them. Everybody should own them. Every woman should own them. I can't imagine being with a guy who doesn't really like them. I told you this earlier. You know, when I told Dan about this show today, too, he said, please don't bring up my name. So I went <laughs> on bringing up his name the entire time. Right. Uh, but they're amazing. You should buy one. And that's our plug for the... Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean... That's our plug for the interview. Exactly. I don't even know... So, although I own one, it's not really well incorporated into my sex life. Um, so, yeah, it, I, it's going to be great to talk to her because, you know, you got to hear all the things that she has to say. And to, I'm totally one to learn from these women. They come in and I'm, don't they like people that like me because I'm totally like a, a clean slate? Yeah. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. They can teach you like how to <laughs> actually be doing re- vaginal health. And I mean, you're like in a good place. I mean, I'm getting to the age right. I probably should be using those Kegel balls to like <laughs> make sure my uterus doesn't fall out. But, you know, the tightening lotions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need all those, you know. So anyhow, uh, so we're going to get to that. Um a couple of things, too, that happened over the weekend I want your opinion about. I, I'm sort of on the fence. You know, I went to a new doctor. Uh, I'm trying out some new doctors because, you know, I'm plant-based. Yeah. So I thought, oh, hey, I'll go to a plant-based doctor's office, you know, love and, it. And, and try that. Well, I love it, too, except for I feel like, you know, they shamed me a lot more than I'm used to. But I'm used to going to the regular doctors that don't really know a lot about health. Like, they really only can save you, like, in an emergency. Oh, yeah. This is why I'm scared to go to the doctors, because I don't want them to tell me, like, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. Well, this is the first time I ever went, and the guy was like, so what do you do for exercise? And I was like, oh, I'd love to get out and power walk. He's like, power walk? That's what I tell my 80-year-old patients to do. I mean, when are you sweating? Like, when are you coming in and your shirt's drenched in sweat? And I'm thinking, I'm like, uh, never. Like, <laughs> on a really hot day, and I'm like... I'm like, excuse me, sir. I have bad enough BO just walking around. I, can you? I don't need to wake up a sweat. Like my BO is oh my so God. bad. What is he trying to say? Like go for like a 10 k every day or he, something? He basically was telling me that um, you know I need to. He shamed me about my workouts. You know I enjoy a casual walk. He said that's really not good enough. That your <laughs> your heart's a muscle that needs to be worked out. Okay, fine, fair enough, right? And then he was like, um, "Have you got a flu shot?" Oh, God, the flu shot. And I said, no, actually, I've never had one. He goes, well, you know, would you wear a seatbelt when you got into a car? And I was like, yeah, I mean, of course, you know. And he's like, well, the flu shot is like a seatbelt for your body. And I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, this is like, he was, he said, would you walk around and not, uh, you know, take care of your body? And I was like, no. It was like one of those, I know, he was one of those doctors too, like where they ask you the question. He was. He was a little condescending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I said, all right, fine, I'll get the flu shot. So I got the flu shot. I have this bruise on my arm. Look at this. It looks like someone bit me. <laughs> and then, and it's not from Dan. I'm just going to see I'm how like, many times I can bring up Dan. got a little rough this weekend. I love it. This is not yeah, from Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it's a flu shot. And yesterday I was so tired. I had to come home from like working at Fox 5. And yeah. I just had to completely lay just, on the couch. It was crazy. I never felt that way. I mean, it felt like I was 
almost had mono. I don't even know. Wow. But I've never had mono. I don't know what that really feels like. But I just thought, hey, you know what? If someone had mono, it was like this. Right, exactly. <laughs> did, did, he, did he warn you about this? this no, this, he told like, me, oh, it'll be fine. And then I, I put it on Instagram. People were like, yeah, you shouldn't be having that reaction. I was like, oh, God, of <laughs> course. Should, I'd probably go back to the doctor, Mike. Where were you? The last thing that he said to me, too, so I told him I'm plant-based, you know, four days a week. I said, I'm right. feeling great. And um, he's like, well, you'd feel a lot better if you went to seven. And I, oh my God, this guy is ridiculous. What else can I do, sir? I don't understand. It's like, okay, is there anything else you want to shame me about here? Like, I don't know, my finances. I mean, oh God. Anyway, so judgmental. Did this guy look super healthy? Was he like Superman? Yeah, he definitely did. Like, um, it's definitely an office where everyone there is like borderline emaciated because all they eat is like vegetables and everything. And then he goes, can't stand those people. But if you still want to have meat, we'll still accept you as a patient. Like, it was one of those, uh, I almost felt like it's one of those clubs. Where like, Literally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Join so us anyway. or die. Like, who are these people? Join us or die. My God. So that was my weekend. And then um, also, I, I, I'll talk. I want to find out what's going on with you. Is there a topic in your life you want to chat about before we get into these news stories? Oh, God. It'll come to me. But... As of per, per now, yeah, just career per usual. Just am I making the right choices? Am I doing everything correct? Who's to say this is where I'm supposed to be at this age? You know what I mean? Are you worried about the new uh, radio gig that you've taken? I am only because it's, I'm moving again. Every, pretty much every nine or eight months, I've been on the go to a new job and it's in different locations. So I was in a small, small little town that I moved back to DC with family and now moving back to Ocean City. And it's like another small town kind of, and it's like, am I making the right choice? I don't know. And my boyfriend moved here and I'm leaving him. I'm like, peace out, deuces. I'll see you later. I'm now leaving him. And it's, well, obviously that's not the biggest issue, but it's like, am I making the right choice at 23? I don't know. But I think you know, you oh have my helped God. me as my mentor, and I think I, I th- I'm pretty sure I am. Oh, you totally are. You totally so. are. And actually, it was funny when we were at Paul Wharton's party. I told you, Sammy Simpson, yeah. my longtime friend, and he was my first radio boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he met you, and I was like, you know, I'm so proud of her. She's got this radio gig that she's going to Ocean City. And I was like, it's such a great start for her. She'll probably be there a year, and then she'll have another job. And he's like, oh, I don't even think she'll be there a year. He's like, she totally has it. So wow. I'm like, I, that's how I feel about Love you. To hear. I'm like, thank you. Because you're all you need is that confidence, like, right. to just get on the microphone and right. be able to, like, make, you you know magic out of shit like that's right. basically what djs do you know they're Pretty like, much, yeah. <laughs> we just act like we're super happy all the time we're like this is amazing yeah it's just listening to some radio jocks like the other day yeah. in the lift and they were just completely talking about the dumbest crap. absolutely like, nothing so uh trump said something else <laughs> and then you're like oh god here we go and then they're like all right debbie lovato but like and, i want to listen to them yeah, i don't know they're talking about exactly. nothing exactly yeah I, but the, my, and my point was he managed to make like nothing about trump Right. Demi Lovato and giving away $500 sound intriguing. I was like, hey, you know what? All I in 15 actually... minutes. I'm ready to go. <laughs> this guy wasn't bad. So I, I'm Not excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. It's going to be a new chapter and um, I will report back. And by the way, you never know. Like y- you think that you uh, even I'm going to tell you, even when you're at my stage, you right. think you're making like the right decisions or you know what you want. And it's so hard to know. And exactly. Especially in this time where everyone's giving advice. Everyone's on right. social media. They're like, I built my business like this. I did that. You're like, what do I do? And social media honestly doesn't help me because it's just, there's so many people creating content and it's like, well, who's going to look at mine? It definitely, yeah. It's hard to stand out. Exactly. Exactly. uh, Yeah. It really, really is. So my motto is just be nice, live every day. Like it's, 
I'm not going to be cliche like that. Live every day like it's your last. <laughs> get out of here. No, but be nice. And I think everything really does pan out and it works out. And I've really tried to live like that. And so far, a lot of opportunities have arisen. And um, You just have to trust your talent. And I always right. think, too, it's it's so much a... Uh, I think I've told you this, but one of my favorite, favorite save sayings is by the actor who's dead now, um, David Carradine. But he, also, he always used to say that there are no failures in Hollywood. People that give up too soon, basically. I love it. And I love that because what you'll find is no matter what you're usually not the most talented person I'm not usually the most talented person in the room I'm never the person that gets picked for the job but I will hang in there longer than anyone else and that's the person that wins stick around yeah perseverance eventually someone's gonna throw you a bone oh yes (laughs) absolutely and did you ever watch uh, Joan Rivers documentary A Piece of Work I love her but I never got to see that I gotta gotta watch it but she is anyone chasing a dream should completely watch that documentary because there's a woman even and she would say throughout the documentary even when you've made it even right. when lightning has struck you once right you are still hot and cold she which and she really documented this time in her career where she couldn't get anyone to call her back even in her 60s and 70s like she was doing little podunk clubs but right. she hung in there then she won apprentice then she was red hot again then she e wanted her back so and you know she was 81 or 82 when she died but she just you have to have an incredible grit you That's really it. do it That's sounds it. exhausting, but but keep working. That's why I'm a little mole rat. You just can't get rid of me. Um, all right, we got so many stories that we want to talk about, so we'll get to those. And then I got a ton of listener email. You can always always email me Sarah at hayfrage.com. Uh, some people were not happy about comments that we made last week in regards to Harvey Weinstein and talking about our own experiences with sexual harassment in the workplace. Uh, I'm blaming it on Paul because he's not here. Really, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so I'm going to read those um, to you, and we'll talk about the hashtag trend me too because I was it was wonderful I felt really blessed but some people actually just sent me unsolicited they said hey Sarah you know I think um, because you always are so open and you share things and you're willing to talk um, here's my story of me too if you want to share it and I was like wow so I, um, I'm going to share a couple of those um, some of the big news stories though that are happening uh, around the country I'm, I'm fascinated by this and I've been following this if you guys have seen you know who Jesus Campos is who was the security guard at MGM Grand, um, the mass shooting that just happened. And he apparently was the security guard that that came to Stephen um, Paddock's room right. and was uh, apparently shot by Stephen Paddock. Right. Okay. So very, very strange couple of days that have been happening with this guy. Jesus went missing. He was supposed to show up to a press conference two days ago in Vegas. Doesn't show at the press conference. Then Doesn't all of a show. sudden shows up on Ellen. Doesn't show. So n- nobody knows why, except for now, of course, the internet has taken this and has a bunch of, of conspiracy theories that, in fact... And the other part that's very off is the timeline keeps changing of this whole thing, right? Like Jesus Which creeps me out, yeah. Was apparently shot like before Stephen Panic went on this rampage, but then it took nine minutes for right. for police and security to get to Jesus. But then they changed their timeline and said, no, maybe it was more like two or three minutes. So nobody now knows exactly what's going on with this security guard. But he appeared on Ellen yesterday to basically just talk about his recovery and how he's doing. A lot of people, though, feel that that was kind of a staged... Um, how did Ellen get this guy? Well, I mean, what... Ellen's kind of fluffy, right? So, um, and I like Ellen. I'm a, I'm a Ellen fan, but she's not really like a heart. I, I thought Jesus would have shown up on Megan Kelly. Right, you know what right. I mean? Um, but he showed up on Ellen. Here's a little clip of what he has to say. Rapid fire. CNN kind of did a, did a uh, snippet of this. So they're just saying Mandalay Bay security guard Jesus Campos went on the Ellen. So DeGeneres he shot. Show. 
You didn't even know he shot through this door, right? Yeah, from behind the door. I, I took cover. I felt the burning sensation. I went to go lift my pant leg up and I saw the blood. That's when I called it in on my radio that shots have been fired. Very, so a lot of people are just saying this story is very, very strange and strange that he decided his first place to go was Ellen. And a lot of people feel that MGM Grand are the people behind orchestrating a very calculated PR uh, campaign for Jesus Campos, which I will say it does seem a bit strange that he wouldn't show up to a press conference and then all of a sudden he shows up on Ellen. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't I don't want to feed into conspiracy theories, especially around something like a tragedy like the mass shootings. But I just find it odd. And I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to control what he says so that the message is clear. I'm not sure. But you never want to. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe he was just so affected by it and he was scared to show up at the press conference. But then Ellen, like, why would you? Maybe Ellen is more of a less serious type of deal because it's Ellen. But. Well, Ellen wasn't, I feel like Ellen isn't going to really grill him. Like, he he went on, he did, like, a diagram of kind of what happened, gave his own time account, and then it was, like, all good. So, I don't know. But, anyway, very Very. interesting set of developments. Um, I also put this out on my Facebook yesterday, and this got a really strong reaction. And then when the four of us, because I'm going to also introduce you to our new intern, Leslie, who is here. So, I want Leslie and Joelle, you guys know Joelle, um, to weigh in on this, because I put it on my social media, and a lot of people reacted. But who earrings are now being criticized as cultural appropriation. So hoop earrings, I own several pairs, so I feel really bad about this. This is not good. This is not good for my wardrobe. This is why I love you, Sarah. I knew it. Oh my gosh, I love it. So hoop earrings, we're just talking about like the the gold hoop earrings, especially like the big gold hoop earrings. Um, Recently, some bloggers, and these have been getting more attention, have essentially said, and Ruby Pivot is a Latina writer who has suggested that hoop earrings should be seen in the same light as braids and Native American headdress. Quote, hoops exist across many minority groups as symbols of resistance, strength, and identity, she wrote for Vice.com. I was three years old when my parental grandparents visited Australia for the first time, the gift of hoop earrings in tow. Much to my grandmother's horror, my ears were unpierced during her visit that changed, and that changed. I began to navigate the world as a first-generation Australian of mixed heritage, same uh, small gold hoops dangling from my earlobes. Um, And then she goes on to say, in recent years, they've been given um, new lease of life by edgy young stylish women, many of whom are white. In the grand scheme of things, hoop earrings may seem insignificant, Pivot says, but seeing white women wearing them is unnerving. White girls did not start the, quote, trend of oversized hoop earrings, and yet they're the ones being praised for donning the edgy style. Meanwhile, she says, women of color who wear them face racial stereotypes of the assumption that they're participating in a disposable trend. She explains, uh, she goes on to explain that a style that links so heavily with identity is not taken seriously until it is seen on a white woman. So I wanted to know how you guys all felt about this, because when we were talking, um, Leslie felt like it was cultural appropriation. And I have to say, it was very divided on my Facebook page. People were like, oh my God, I can't believe they're trying to make this, you know, an issue I don't even know and then people were talking about the origin of it which a lot of people felt like it was an Egyptian origin from thousands of years ago that they were wearing hoop earrings so what's your immediate take AJ do you feel like it's cultural appropriation I don't necessarily think it has to go that deep. I mean, coming from I'm Hispanic, but I never would consider it, you know, to be this type of like debate, whether it's like cultural appropriation. Um, I think 
like J-Lo. When you think of J-Lo, you're like, oh, strong Hispanic woman, wears the hoops. But like, it's I'm not going to say a white person can't be wearing these. You know what I mean? I feel... White girls, take off your hoops. Stop calling yourself mommy and start respecting our existence. Okay, see, these are the quotes that you just have to be like, are you yeah, serious? They're in the article. That's that's one of the ones in the article. Women of color from all walks of life and cultures have been wearing hoops long before white models whose careers were born of nepotism worn them in Instagram posts. I you know what? I say more power to them. Like they're, they look cute in them. And just give, you know, it was comes from like a Hispanic heritage, but then they're saying like it's from Egypt, so. I, it, it's hard to know where the origin, where the is. origin is. Sounds like um, the cultural appropriation is now coming because people like Taylor Swift in various videos are wearing large gold hoop earrings and a lot of people feel like it's perfectly acceptable and seen as trendy, but others feel like it's cultural appropriation. All right. Yeah, Joelle, we, everybody loves hearing from Joelle because she's the Oreo. Oh, great. You'll forever, <laughs> you'll forever be deemed that. She felt white on the inside, black on the outside, and Paul was like giving her side eye forever. <laughs> Get over it, Paul. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what my brother said. My brother was really upset at that episode. He's like, you guys are not supposed to be telling people how to feel, and you were telling Joelle how she should feel. He was, like, really yeah, wound up on your side. Um, okay, what do you, as a black woman, what do you think? Cultural appropriation or not? I don't think it is. I wear hoops. Yeah. I mean, I'm not fully black. I'm mixed. Mm-hmm. My mom wears hoops. But who, who cares? You could wear hoops. I can wear hoops. That woman over there is wearing hoops. They're earrings. They're earrings. Right. Who cares? They're just earrings. Now, when I'm I'm getting of- so nervous. Like, I don't know what to wear anymore or what to do. <laughs> Honest to God, I don't. But is that like the same thing? Who am I going to offend today? Yeah, exactly. Is that exactly. the same thing with, like, you know how, like, black girls have braids? Right. Now they have, like, but you see now white girls have braids. Is that is that the same thing? Yeah, people hate that. Is that, is that but is that the same thing? I always want to do. I want to get cornrows. I really want to get braids. And who cares? Like, if you like the hairstyle, rock the hairstyle. Right. You like those earrings, rock the earrings. Who cares? Oh God, it's so hard to know what to do. I wish we could I think all people just... are just too uptight with everything, and they need to calm down. It's very scary. Leslie is Puerto Rican, um, and she actually said you felt like it is cultural appropriation, right? So Leslie is our new intern. She's going to be doing video work for us. So every video now that you see is Leslie's amazing creation. She's adorable. Um, and so tell me this. So you feel, how? Do, why do you think that this is cultural appropriation? Tell us what you think. And get really close to that mic. These you have to be. Um, well, I think that um, I was born in Puerto Rico, and I've seen that everywhere in Puerto Rico. And um, it started to get like a like a really good. Um, it started to be like a really good um, like trend when um, Selena movie came out, and then everybody <gasps> was wearing them. I love her too. <laughs> and then um, basically, I think I mean I don't mind them wearing them because, like she said, of course, um, if you want to wear it, wear it. You know, be fear, be fierce. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you can be honest if you if you hate it and you don't think that white it doesn't offend me. I mean, I don't think it's I don't <laughs> think it's a bad I I don't think it's a bad idea. Maybe I can see it as the way that they're like um, supporting us in a way, like Hispanic culture. Ah, right. got so it. I can see it in that way. Okay, but it's fine for white women to stop wearing them. 
<laughs> but at any point, if you wanted to stop wearing hoop earrings, I wouldn't I think I don't know what the stop. hell I'm going to wear. I mean, this is really bad. It's getting back to, like, I'm going to have to just wear a moo-moo. Like, I feel like nobody... I love moo-moos. <laughs> My mom wears them. Sarah, you got to throw out all your Dutch cheekies. Thank your... you, Leslie. Thank you. Um, okay, Joelle, nobody, nobody is claiming the moo Nobody. And then there's this thing about chola. You know, we were we were talking about, like, the Puerto Rican women. I don't even I was, like, know the... what chola is. What is a chola? What is that? Let's yeah, we, we, need, we, need the, we need the terminology yeah, for that. What's much. a chola? Well, um, in Puerto Rico, it's a jal. Um, and a jal is basically a chola, too. And um, it's basically a person that is very um, cafre, which means um, that it's very... Um, we, we, first of all, I don't understand the, the word in Spanish. Spanish. I know. It doesn't speak Spanish. But, I mean... I'm so white. No, I know, but she's I'm trying like, to... She's like, it's a doula. It's a doula. It's a, and, and I'm like, no, Which I don't know that Which is translated as... <laughs> well, in Puerto Rico, like, um, jowls are, like, people Dolls. that are ghetto, basically. Oh, okay. I gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, Puerto Rico, we call them cafre. Uh-huh. But here, it's ghetto people. So, that's that's a trend for, like, people that are ghetto. Got it. Okay, and in what in Maine, you're white trash wow. or red exactly. okay <laughs> now i now i know your language okay there we figured thank it you, out leslie yeah. thank you uh anyway you can weigh in on that it's on my facebook page now so a lot of people had very very strong strong feelings um about that also um how would you feel about this aj if iggy started telling you that he was um just sharing a bed with some of his bro friends you would you be okay with that because let me tell you look <laughs> i'm gonna have to break this down paul style <laughs> yeah. I, look yeah I would tell him to get out of my basement. <laughs> oh, so that's where Which is living. where he lives, my basement. Um, no, I, I'm totally not down with that. I'd be like, are you confused? Do you, like, what are they doing in the bed? You know, that's a little creepy. I uh, mean, apparently they, not. Pacific just, Standard Magazine did a new um, study, and they interviewed 30 straight undergraduate men. So these guys are under the age of 23 years old. Yeah. Uh, they said that now they feel less judged by bros than women. They said that it's much easier to resolve conflict, talk about their past issues with their male friends versus their girlfriends. Uh, and a few of them even went on to say that they cuddled or had slept in the same bed as their male friends. <laughs> Grow a pair and get out. Like, what are they? I, I feel very, I feel very uncomfortable by this. Some of the men obviously. that they interviewed Cuddled. said uh, they felt like it was like having a girlfriend, but uh, not a girlfriend. <laughs> a girlfriend with a penis, maybe. All right, that you sounds know, a little bit homosexual to me. I'm sorry. They said that there are significant, or the study says that this is actually really worrisome for women. These men perceive women to be the primary regulators of their behavior, and this caused disdain for them as a whole. In some instances, one researcher said, researchers found that men spoke of women they knew in generally negative terms and said they thought women held long grudges and were emotionally unpredictable. You're dating the wrong girl. Clearly, she's a bitch. Oh. <laughs> you think so? I'm sort think. of emotionally unpredictable, I think. Oh, well, that too. I'm always like, am I, am I just like the coolest girlfriend? Like, I'm just so chill. And then I'm like, I go crazy off of one thing. You know what I mean? But I don't mean to. And then I realize I'm like, okay, that was a little bit crazy. I'm back to me. Regroup. But yeah. <laughs> Regroup, yeah. Get yeah, all my bearings together, regroup. But I don't think my, my boyfriend needs to go and like cuddle with his best friend to feel better about it. Uh, do you think it's a, an alarming trend Okay, now obviously you're really young. I'm a little bit older, so I've dated other guys. But do you think that men are... I think the point of this is that men are feeling like women... that are not being open to their emotions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I gotcha. men are saying, hey, look, I'm trying to become more emotional, but when right. I do, these women hold grudges, they're right. judgmental, you know, they say they want me to be more emotional, I start crying, then, they're, then they think I'm a <laughs> pussy. Like, what? Oh, you think that's bad? Oh. I love it 
I'm like a man, a man cries. I'm always like, Dan, cry about our love. Like, <laughs> I want you to be so in love with me that you start crying. Let's just down a bottle of wine and cry about our feelings together. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm not... <laughs> Joel's not into it. Um, I definitely like to see his sensitive side a little bit. I like to know that um, there is that side of him and I can come to him with things. And I hope that people have a relationship where the guy can come to the woman as well. I mean, that means you guys have a strong relationship. I think it's hard for people. I think it's hard for both men and women to be emotional and vulnerable with each other and be on the same page. Right. It's, yeah. I went to an emotional couples therapist. It was like the best thing I ever did. It was amazing. So did you go with Dan or yeah. was just for yourself? Okay. No, Dan and I went. It was like phenomenal. Wow. I, I would totally say, I think, because here's the thing is like when it, you never learn these things like in real life, you never learn. And especially if you come from a parents that were dysfunctional or right. weren't emotional yep. with each other or never touched each other. It's like, how do you know how to then have an affectionate, like loving relationship? You don't, you have to unlearn everything your parents basically did. That is so true. The emotional couples therapist was unbelievable because she really taught us how she really breaks down what each of you needs. And then every argument that you ever have, whether it's a fight over money or jealousy is really coming from emotional hurt. So she makes you slow down and go, okay, why are you really angry about that? You know, what is it? Yeah. What from your past was triggered? Like if you were cheated on from the past and you like have to work and talk through that. And it's amazing. She like, I I call her the relationship saver. Like she just can save any relationship. I mean, you know, within reason, if you're with somebody that's emotionally, physically abusive, like obviously, you know, you need to These are not going to work out. Right. But if there's like healthy parts of that relationship, she's so good. I always attribute my prudeness to my dad, who is super not touchy or anything. I've never really seen my parents kiss, except for maybe their, like, 30th wedding anniversary. Really? They obviously hug each other and obviously love each other. They've been together. They just celebrated the 33rd anniversary. But my dad never really hugged me. He was just always there for me, gave me rides to school, and showed me love in other ways. But it was never this, like, love relationship. Like, even to this day, when he hugs me, he's like... Okay, he like pats me. He's like, I love you. <laughs> so my mom is always like, Benito, hug her. She's going to, and you know, to this day, like I'm so weird with boys almost. Like I, it took me a really long time to get that comfort level with male, like these like, mm-hmm. you know, isn't mm-hmm. that so funny that it really does stem from your past or like your family relationships? It totally does. And like yeah. my, my parents were the opposite. So they were like always making out and my dad was always <laughs> trying to touch my mom. So now I love it. I, I love it. with Dan all yeah. the time and he finds it so inappropriate. Public, do you, what, <laughs> he, and doesn't Dan hate PDA? Yes, he hates PDA. PDA. And I always try to make out with him in public because my parents were always doing that. Like yeah. My parents, like at Christmas time, we'd be trying to put on a Christmas play for my parents and they'd be making out. And I was like, <laughs> get off each other and watch our fucking play. I was like seven. You and, and Seth, like, you and little Sethy yeah, yeah, were like, guys. Yeah. Oh my God, I love it. Poor Seth. I made him Poor be like Seth. some shepherd that like, you know, it was like a Sherpa for me or something like, to, you know, bringing all my What did you play? Bags. What were you? Like the star oh, of the I show? I was like some princess or whatever. And he was like my Sherpa. I was like, you're gonna be the sheep and here's the dog you know like and i that was like my horse i rode in on or whatever my parents never saw any of my films they were making out all right somewhere now i'm always trying to make out with dan and like grab his crotch and he gets so uncomfortable it's like and you're like i blame this on my parents not me i do isn't it wild 
what your parents give you? Yeah, mine have made me a sexual deviant. You know, <laughs> it's like the worst. I don't even know what to do. You little right, horny. We can move on to Joel. I am so. Joel hands me the, the one of the love toys here. <laughs> um, all right, we have two. Uh, we have two other stories, like serious stories, and then I want to talk about Pink. Um, the singer yeah. Pink came out. It's actually, actually, you know what? We should talk about that one right now because it ties into these relationships. Um, I thought Pink was so honest this week um, when she came out and basically talked about her relationship with Carrie Hart, who's been her long husband by the way i love those two they're just so cute together and he's hot she's beautiful and they make it work oh my god they so make it work she says quote he's a good man he's a good dad he's just the kind of dad i thought he'd be and then some pink says and then i'll look at him and go i never liked you there's nothing i like about you we have nothing in common i don't like any of the shit you like i don't ever want to see you again then two weeks later i'm like things are going so good Love you. How many times do you say that with, about Dan? Every other week. This I is my emotion. Literally, this is me. Yeah. This speaks to me. But why don't people ever tell you that? Like, the, why don't people <laughs> ever tell you this is like a normal relationship? I feel the same way about Dan. I could not agree more. Yeah, it's like sometimes like we literally have nothing in common. Now, how do you feel? And Pink went on to say that, too, like, she and Carrie Hart have even gone up to a year and not had sex. Do you think these two are on the path to divorce? Like, do you think that is normal? Or do you think, like, it shouldn't be that erratic? Well, it's because you always hear these horror stories of, like, well, if he ain't getting it at home, then he's going somewhere else to look for it. So you always think, like, oh, my husband's, you know, I got to give it to him. Or, like, what was that thing that Paul, it was, like, don't ever leave your man hungry. Or so you have to, like, make sure you have sex before he leaves the house so he's not (laughs) looking at it. I mean, that's crazy. I go through breaks. Right. So I think a year is a little extreme, but I definitely don't think um, it's strange if you guys are both super busy. Also, they're in the entertainment business. Yeah. Things are so hectic. I mean, I'd be a little worried, though, after a year. But I do think it's hard to always be in love with someone. I think you do have moments. I mean, to live with someone and then to be with them for long term, plus have kids with them. I mean, it really is like highs and lows. I mean, I'm 23 with no kids, and I barely have time for sex, so I don't know when y'all be doing it. When do people find time? Oh, my God. All the time. I could be having sex all the time. I'm always trying to get... I love this! I'm always trying to get... I just tried to have sex with Dan before I came here to the studio, and he was like, no, you have to go. I was like, oh, when Get out of the house. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Do your parents ever try to talk to you? Because my parents would be like... Well, one time I got super ballsy and I asked my mom, like, how many times do you and dad do it? Like, I need to know what's normal. And my mom was like, well. (laughs) And then I was like, wait a minute. That was actually the worst question I could have ever. Don't tell me. You can't talk. I can't talk about it. Were you curious after that? After that, I was so curious. Um, And to this day, I can't ask. I, just, I wonder I how many ask. times they have sex now. Right. I want to know. We ought to call her and have her on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but who knows? Who's You know, what is normal for any relationship? Everybody's different. Every couple's different. You and Dan probably, it sounds like you guys got a great sex life going. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no, I want more. <laughs> no, we do. We do. I really can't yeah. complain. Yeah. He's That's like, awesome. he's really good. Yeah. I mean, as long as he keeps doing what I say, we're all set. <laughs> Look, I know many of you, I was obsessed. You guys know I'm obsessed. I love, love, love documentaries. Did anybody here, I, I was asking Leslie and Joelle, I don't think either one of them saw The Keepers. You ever see The Keepers documentary on uh, Netflix? AJ, no. It was essentially about a murdered nun back in the '60s in Baltimore, and it was about a priest that they believed did it. But anyhow, they end up ending up uncovering this like terrible, terrible sex abuse kind of um, cover up from the Catholic Church in Baltimore. And one of the things in the film, um, delegate, one of the 
people in the documentary is a delegate named C.T. Wilson, who stood before a Senate committee weighing a bill to give people who were abused as children longer to file a lawsuit and shared his story of being repeatedly sexually assaulted as a child with his colleagues for the very first time. This was in the documentary. And if you might remember in the documentary, for those of you, I know many of you um, listening to this podcast have watched that documentary, but one of the problems was a lot of people came out and said that this particular priest had sexually abused them, but they couldn't, because of the statute of limitations in the state of Maryland, they could not sue him. They couldn't sue the Catholic Church. They couldn't get any money or um, even to have the Catholic Church, unless the Catholic Church volunteered, to pay for any mental health counseling. So that actually changed this week, which a lot of people are really, really thrilled about because if you remember in the documentary they had a bill at the end of the session of 2015 um, that had not been uh, that had not been voted on and it kind of like hung in there but nothing changed and then finally Governor Larry Hogan this week as the Republican governor signed the measure into law Hogan stood and shook Wilson's hand this week thanking him for his efforts on the bill Uh, people in the room applauded Uh, he went on to say quote it was not my goal to put my personal business out like that but we're elected for a reason Wilson said you can't come out here and stand back when it gets tough. Um, so he testified. So that statute of limitations is now um, they have a much greater window that you can take action if you are sexually abused. And then later, 20 years later, realize that something had happened. You can go back and sue. So uh, so good That's for them. It was amazing. something really positive that came from that documentary. Um, and thank yeah. you. Ashley sent that story to me. So I was I was happy to hear that because something good out of our law system. Yeah. Which sometimes you're always thinking, like... <sighs> these documentaries are so frustrating because yeah. you learn, like, how messed up these laws are right. or how they just fall through the cracks and then how much they check on them, how long it takes to yeah. get approved, and then something finally like this happens. It's really big, actually. Yeah, so a really big moment for the keepers. And if you want to know more about it, you can just Google Hogan signs bill giving sexual abuse vi- victims longer to file suits. So that um, happened this week. Also, you really liked this story that came out in the New York Times that was about... Um, and I'm like, how do we get this job? But more companies... <laughs> That's why I read the article. I'm like, damn, what do we have to do? Start like a millennial group and then a millennial consulting group? I'd be down. More major companies are now putting um, older employees, they're giving them a mentor, but it's not of an, uh, another peer, it's of a millennial. So millennials are now mentoring at many big companies, their older counterparts. Um, they're helping their older counterparts become more efficient on things like Facebook and of course on social media. Young workers, some just out of college, are being pulled into formal corporate programs to give advice to the top ranks of their companies. You think that's a good idea, AJ? I love it because so much of the time, well, technology is constantly changing, and a lot of these people, they never really learned it, and it's also hilarious in the article how they talk about um, millennials even giving texting advice. Like, you yeah. can't send 10 emojis at once. That's just, like, so faux pas. Like, don't do it. I think that's hilarious because they really, it's this whole new generation that, that we've grown, and we know, like, the nuances of, like, what you're supposed to do or what you're not supposed to do, or, I mean, there's so many websites now that help you with your, it's all these resources they're missing out on. And so I'm like, how do I how do I become this millennial helper? I know. I'll, you know, charge by the hour. Let's go. This sounds amazing. Companies like MasterCard, Cisco Systems, and Mars have experimented with mentoring programs, and everybody all around says that it's really, really great. It's helped both workers become more flexible, also to understand their industry better. Um, this and, builds better relationships and work with the younger people and the older people. You know, know, you're no longer scared of, like, your boss. This is awesome. I think it's really, really great. Um, so anyway, understanding millennials and events like Millennial Week are now... Um, bigger festivals that are happening for companies where they're introducing their older counterparts to millennials. I love it. I love being around younger people. Like you guys are all, Oh my God, like 10 years younger. How long? Eight years. 
Seven? I'm 22. Okay. Well, yeah, 22, 23. <laughs> Leslie, how old are you? 24. 24. Oh, okay. We're babies. You, 22, 23. Yeah, I love it. You guys are babies, right? So am I. So, yeah, so what is you know, Paul's heading towards 50, but uh, <laughs> he's going to kill you. He would that. shave off your eyebrows. He would be like, you. In your sleep. I know, I know. Look. Um, I got a couple of emails that I wanted to read, you guys. I love, love, love your emails. It's sarah at hayfrage.com. Uh, one is from Jen. My name is Jen. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Um, love you and Paul. It's something I look forward to every week. He is fabulous. Paul is fabulous. We do re- love him. I write because I lost my dad a month ago to cancer. He was diagnosed August 13th passed away on September 10th, not even a month. He was 81 and I'm now 32, but his older age certainly doesn't make things any easier. I go through these periods where I'm numb, like I realize he's gone, but uh, have no emotions. Then I get random waves of tears. I know that you lost your dad when you were younger. How did slash do you cope? I know everyone is different, of course, but I wanted to get your feedback. I feel like um, this is normal grieving, but the numbness bothers me. So you guys all have your parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're very lucky. Yeah. Um, well, I would just say, Jen, I think you're experiencing it in the right way. You know, it's like sometimes you're not emotional and you almost feel guilty for not being emotional. Or you're then, having fun or you're enjoying something. Right. And then other times you are very upset. And I think, too, it's really hard if you, you know, I had a great relationship with my dad. So even now I still think, you know, I have wonderful memories about him and the only thing, I, and I can be very emotional about it very quickly, but I know with my dad, like he would want it to be all a celebration, you know? Yeah. So I think you have to remember if you had a good relationship, which it sounds like Jen, you do, you're very lucky. So of course, let the natural emotions come and you have to grieve. Okay. Another, I, I mean, I know I sound like a nutsack on this cause I have so many therapists, but anyway, but, <laughs> but one of my other therapists says, she always says, <laughs> what you, my other one, Robin, what you resist persists. And I really do believe that. Like if you don't get emotional about it, if you don't go through the numbness feeling and, and you don't kind of just let yourself go through days where you don't feel like getting out of bed and the holidays are so hard. Like the first time you have traditions that, that your parents have been there for, for years. So I'm sure this first year is going to suck. Like the, his birthday is going to be hard. Thanksgiving is going to be hard. You think about that person, but you have to let that emotion come in. You have to sit with it. And then, you know, everything passes and things get better. So I would say just don't judge yourself and you never stop thinking about the person. Hopefully it just goes from less numbness and less sadness to more funny and the great times that you had with them. Exactly. I know. I remember um, intern Irene, she always had mentioned her dad and he had passed away. And even though it was six years ago, um, something that really helped her that she always talked about with blogging and writing it and journaling it out and so write down those good times and it really I think it really did help her and it was very much therapeutic for her um, so that's what I would. I, I have that's never experienced great advice. death, but um, that's what she said, and it worked. And, and it's only been a month, so it's very. I mean, this is yeah. this is new for for the listener whose very, father very passed new. a year a month. Year. Well, we talked about this too. Me too was trending very powerful. Melissa Milano was one of the actresses that got this um, going on uh, Twitter and on Facebook. But actually, another woman um, I was schooled on this actually started this hashtag several years ago, telling stories about sexual harassment, and we got some very powerful stories. I'll kind of summarize one. But then also we got this and um, Joelle and AJ, you guys were here for this conversation. Hey, Sarah, as much as I love you and Paul, the opinions that you both shared last week enables predators in the workplace when it's accepted for someone to do whatever it takes to get ahead in an industry, including offering themselves to others to get what they want. It allows for others to view their actions as normal or acceptable. Being asked or offering oneself to get a job or a paycheck should never be normal. 
Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine, or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller driven show, Dr. John. I love this. 
Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. I do love listening to the podcast. Take care, Lainey. So Lainey, I think you bring up a good point. I think that was, you know, I mean, we are kind of a funny comedy show too. So I think we try to bring some light to a situation. Um, Not that sexual assault in, in any way, especially what Harvey Weinstein was doing to a lot of these women was that. But I think, you know, I shared my story. For me, it's I believe everybody who posted on Me Too this week, 100%. I, you know, I've witnessed a lot of sexual harassment, I I guess I would say. I haven't had anyone put me in such an uncomfortable position that I thought, oh my God, this is really, wow. Uh, You know, I've never walked away and gone, oh, you know, I've really done something. Um, And I can't speak for Paul. I know Paul kind of has a different perspective. So maybe I'll bring this up to him next week. I just think, you know, thank you for sharing your your story. Certainly we weren't making light of others. And um, I will tell Paul to stop offering himself up. (laughs) <laughs> this one. How do you think that will go? <laughs> Paul, I'm going to need you to stop. As you hold this. As I hold this love toy. So, <laughs> right, right. This, and I think, you know, I think here's my question to people listening, because this is the part that I wrestle with, is like, I like to have fun in the workplace. We have somebody in that wants to talk about sex toys. We talk about sex. It's always like, how do you balance that but not make people feel uncomfortable? You know what I mean? Exactly. And th- when I was in radio, it was sort of like anything goes. You know, I mean, we would talk about everything. And so then I'm like, I was a willing participant, so I'm confused. But everybody you know? has their own, like, different feel of uncomfortable and comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So my level uh. of comfortable might be different compared to your level of comfortable. Like, maybe, you know, you had a more open experience in your life and your family was all over the place, whereas maybe my family was, like, you know, very like closed and you know, we didn't talk about sex or we didn't talk, like, anything like that. So I feel right. like everybody's level of comfortable is different. It's okay. not always going to be the same. That's a good point. Will you guys please tell me if we make you uncomfortable on the show? Would I don't ever get uncomfortable really. So, yeah. um, I would just like everything. to ask um, if Paul could slap, slap my ass. I know, right? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> That's a whole nother show. Oh my God. Um, and then really quickly on a serious note, I thought this was really brave of this woman to send. She said, I was 23 years old when I was sexually assaulted in Crystal City in a bar in um, Arlington, Virginia. I was there to watch a football game and it was early in the game. I was new to the area. I didn't know anyone. The owner of this so-called bar friended me. And before I knew it, I was woozy. He took me into the employee's bathroom. I essentially woke up and yelled at him and kicked him out of the bathroom. Nothing had happened besides him grabbing me and looking into my eyes and asking how I was feeling. Mind you, I had only had a burger and one beer at that point. Eight hours later, I woke up in my own bed with my pants off. I'd gotten sick everywhere. I have never felt that awful in my life. I drove myself to the hospital in Arlington and they said that they did not have a rape kit available and they refused uh, to see me physically assess or assess me. They did sit me down with a therapist who was very kind. He called the cops for me and was literally broken hearted when he told me that police would not take my testimony. I knew who had done this to me. I had his name um, and this asshole even gave me his card. I went to two other hospitals to finally find one who had a nurse who took pity on me and gave me a free rape kit. It was $500 that I had to end up, I would have had to end up paying myself. She told me, um, 
uh, she wanted to make sure that I wasn't hurt. She gave me all of the giant pills to take for anti-HIV, and I bought antibiotics, anti-pregnancy pill. I drove myself back home alone in the dark that night, and I was, um, it, I had been 20 hours. I hadn't eaten anything, and I felt like death. It's been 14 years, but I can still walk into or walk by that bar, and I start crying, even as I'm writing this email. No one ever listened to me, and when I hear people say about this Harvey Weinstein situation, why didn't the women come forward? I think about how in Arlington, I wasn't allowed to denied by police it's obviously it's obvious by the type of bar that it's a police favorite and instead of helping me they said to that therapist it's been eight hours who knows if the perpetrator took her to dc or maryland uh so therefore it's outside of our jurisdiction well the bar is in arlington and i lived in arlington and my car was in arlington people in power can stop someone from coming forward it happened to me so i just thought that was very brave that she shared her story and um we always hear you so you can always write and yeah, um, it, it's I mean, it's disgusting. And, and certainly more people have come out and said, look, everybody in Hollywood knew what Harvey Weinstein was doing. And I think that's absolutely true. So here's my why can't you go to the cops? I don't understand why they wouldn't take her testimony. Is it because I think they were I mean, I don't know any more of the details, except right. I wrote her back and I said, look, I you know, I hear you. And I really thank you for sharing your story. Right. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I. It's hard to say. I mean, I had a cousin that was sexually assaulted as well. And, you know, she told her parents a couple days after it had happened. And I think lots of times it's the time thing. People feel like, well, and I I think in general, there's this, I don't know why or what it is in our culture, but I think there is a just immediate reaction of like not people don't believe you you know what i mean it's like well have you been drinking well maybe you you know maybe you like it was your fault it's your fault or are you sure that's right or and i think people in the community or people like a harvey weinstein that have power or are respected i think people give them a lot of benefit of the doubt they don't especially in that story in that case yeah their career is riding on the line it's a it's a, someone like Harvey Weinstein, people are just not going to go against. They weren't. He was right. way too powerful. Roger Ailes is the same way. Those guys are exactly. they're larger than life. They have so much power. I think the Me Too is so great that people are coming out. Reese Witherspoon. Um, and hopefully it begins to just put people on warning that, you know, more women are going to stand up. The problem is I when you're so. in that situation and your career and you get bills to pay or you have a family. I mean, it's so hard to speak up because you put everything on the line. Oh, 100%. But anyway, we love, love, love your stories. So thank you for sharing them. Um, Okay, Melina is here. She is from Pure Romance, and um, we are doing an awesome interview with her. She is going to sit down with us and tell us about their three biggest selling toys. And um, I've even got one here. Can you hear that? I can hear it. Oh, that's a vibrator. I like that. (laughs) So Melina, come on in. Um, I'm super excited because Melina is here from Pure Romance. She's had an incredible business for six years. Yes. Oh, it's like registering. Uh, is it registering? Um, it's, 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 it's on my, I can't even shut it off. It's, oh got a, it's got a travel lock on it type thing. So, a travel lock yes, on your vibrator. So it does not go through TSA type thing and nobody has to go through your suitcase. What? So that one is really good. Yes. You're kidding. So wait, what is this called? That one is called our main attraction. It is our most popular seller for the toys because it was divine, uh, designed by a female gynecologist for women by women. And it actually goes right into your um, vagina wall and you'll be able to have sexual benefits with it because it has a smaller 
um, shaft. So when you have an or <clears throat> when you have an orgasm, typically what you do is you clench down and you push out. Okay. So with this shaft that is super super small and super skinny, what's going to happen is it's going to your pelvic wall is going to clench all the way down on it, causing you to actually work your pelvic floor muscles. So you're doing Kegels while you're orgasming at the same time. So it is an absolutely amazing toy. You are unbelievable. <laughs> so I went to a pure a pure romance party a, a while ago, and, and a couple weeks ago on the podcast we had said, hey, if any Anybody, I'm, I'm in the in the market for a new vibrator. Uh-huh. If anybody sells them, let me know. And you were like, I, I do. So we were like, hey, come on the podcast. We want to talk about your products and your business. And um, people can find you, Pure Romance slash Melina. It's puremance.com um, backslash Melina Dorsey. M-E-L-I-N-A-D-O-R-S-E-Y. So um, you sell all kinds of things. You're going to show us three of your best sellers. But when people hear Pure Romance, that really means what? Sex toys? What do you guys sell? We typically... Everybody's saying, oh, you sell those parties. We are so much more than those toys. We sell everything from lotions to potions to bath and beauty oh. products to uh, our foreplay items all the way up to our intimacy products. So it's a right. Actually, our toys are only about... Uh, cover only about 30% of our catalog. We have so much more than toys. So it's all about making you feel comfortable in the bedroom, sexy, however you're sexy you might define. So oh that is God. always my goal. A big intimidating dildo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> Well, we do have one called Mr. DJ who is our intimidating. Mr. DJ, He's called I Mr. DJ, that. yeah. <laughs> he is our nice dildo that has a suction cup and everything with it. Uh, a suction <laughs> cup? What do you even do? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and AJ, if you have any questions, jump in here because I have a million. I want to talk to you about two recent stories, though, that were in the news, because I, I want your opinion on them. One, did you just see that the, the scientists have done a whole bunch of research that actually condoms that are out for sale for men are too big, really? That the average size of a guy is like less than 5.2 inches or something. So they now are trying to do more research and customize condoms. That's actually a pretty good idea because you want to be safe when you do sex because typically what I do when I do my parties, you want to teach about safe sex. And if your guy is buying a bigger condom than what it is, it's not protecting you or him from any type of STDs or pregnancy. So I think the condom um, customization is an absolutely brilliant idea. Yeah, they were basically saying that more men are complaining that the condoms are like falling off. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. (laughs) Poor guys, poor guys. Can't you just see all these men? They all buy the Magnum and you're like, Right. You're not mad, don't be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that gold wrapper, they just they just want to have it in their wallet just because I swear. Do a lot right. of men uh, come to your parties too? Actually, pure romance is meant just for women. Um, so it is absolutely not for our men for our parties because we want to make oh. our women feel nice and comfortable that they have a safe spot to talk freely about sex. And sometimes when you leave the men involved, if they have any like, oh, we don't need that, honey, it kind of keeps doing <laughs> it. And then you never know if there's any type of triggers, anything like that that are also in the room. So I like to have a fun girls night in with just your girl best friends where you're laughing and learning and learning to take control of the bedroom. Oh, I love that. Okay, over the years, I'm sure you've experienced like all kinds of crazy (laughs) questions. Like, okay, what's the craziest thing that someone has ever asked you or done at one of your parties? Okay, so nothing really crazy about what they've done. Okay, there is one story where I've had, it was a group of teachers, which I love my teachers. My teachers are my freakiest customers. I swear. Oh my God. I I mean, I swear because you're around kids all day long. They are a stressor. I have, I'm a single mom 
along with an 11 year old daughter so I get it I don't want to be around mine all the time either so when you're taking 25 of them they were my wildest bunch and um, I sell lingerie too so one lady lived right next door to the one that was throwing the party so she brought a trench coat on tried on the lingerie bought the lingerie and says okay ladies I'm going back next door to her husband she went out in her lingerie and a trench coat back to her honey at home just purchased lingerie just right purchased there and cash and carry okay. went over Ready there to go. so that has been my craziest <laughs> party story I think which is great and then my craziest like thing where I tell my clients that this is not a one night stand I'm going to be your consultant for life if you have a question please do not hesitate to ask I've gotten texts and calls at 2 o'clock in the morning asking me certain things (laughs) like what that's amazing (laughs) well back in the day we used to have uh, these two creams where they were one was uh, called like booties and another one was called like like a virgin and they looked very similar (laughs) so it was kind of sort of like which one does what and where do I she apologized the next morning and she said her husband um, got her breakfast in bed, so thank you. So, <laughs> so wait, which one did he put what? Vagina ease he put in her butt or no, what? Yeah, the booty, butt, the booty ease you put in your um, your butt to help ease the sensation if you're going to try the backdoor action. And then you have the Like a Virgin, which is a 24-hour uh, um, girl tightening cream that has alum in it, so it's going to swell your mucous membranes to make you feel tighter your so for 24 hours. AJ, are you... No, AJ was like kind of, I think, a little nervous about this segment because you were saying like you don't feel like you know a lot. (laughs) Yeah, well, first off, I'm 23, so, and you were saying a lot of 20-year-old, 20-year-olds are not really super comfortable and we think we know a lot about sex, but we actually don't. Correct. Like, we're not comfortable. So, I think my question would be is if you have a boyfriend or a significant other, how do you kind of make them feel comfortable and say that they're doing all the right things, but you want to incorporate like a sex tool into your kind of routine. So if you do have a good man, the way I like to say, or a good partner rather, um, they're eager to please you no matter what. The thing that lacks usually in any type of um, couples is the lack of communication where the women just feel like they cannot say, they don't want to say this is what I like, this is what I don't like, but it is very important to be communication because he's going to want to please you, he or she is going to want to please you, and you have to be saying, okay, I like that, not like, not there, but uh-huh. you definitely want to communicate. So if you want to bring a toy into the thing, because typically I always recommend a toy, whether it be a clitoral vibrator for your first toy especially, is because 80% of women cannot achieve an orgasm without some sort of clitoral uh, stimulation. Uh, because we have 8,000 nerves on that <laughs> little button alone where is the penis, the whole entire thing from shaft to tip has 2,000. We have four times as many on our little clitoris than he has on his whole entire thing. <laughs> so you do not want to ignore that area so you want to go ahead and say hey honey you know my consultant says I need to have a a toy and um, I'm going to bring in this clitoral one where we have something that looks like a ring you can put a ring on it it's called um, Premiere Mm -hmm. and then you can go ahead while you're having sex go ahead and have fun while um, touching your clitoris because you'll be able to have be intimate with him or her as long as also getting the um, clitoral function of that so you can go ahead and introduce that okay Second thing for introducing a toy into the thing, whereas Dr. Oz says you need to have about 250 um, orgasms a year, which comes to about two. Oh, my God. Which we're going to say 250 toys. <laughs> I was like, hold no, on. No. <laughs> Although, you know, toys are a variety of things. Um, but you want to have a lot of orgasms because they increase endorphins. They um, make you happy. They make you live a longer life. So... Um, not only that, the more you orgasm, the more you're going to want to have sex. So obviously, if your honey is around, you're going to choose him or her over the toy. So it's actually better for the relationship because you're going to keep your libido going by having right. these constant orgasms. Okay, <laughs> what do you think? I need <laughs> to talk about these numbers. Down. 250 <laughs> orgasms a year. I That's mean, not that much. It's <laughs> not that much. <laughs> like two a mo- it's two a week. <laughs> That's more than I'm ever... <laughs> 
or with my boyfriend. Who knows? <laughs> I keep reading all these stories that you know women are putting like cucumbers in their hoo hahs. That have you heard? Have you seen this trend? I was reading this over the weekend. I, I was haven't like, seen the trend, but I know lots of people to put things up where yes. they should not. And there are certain materials that are not good for that. We are um, our vaginas are a natural cleaning type aid. And if you're putting things up that have any type of sugar, dairy, or anything of that, that's going to cause yeast infections. It's going to cause a sort of bacteria infection. So you do not want to do that. So you always want to have a something that is made for that area along with a um, toy cleaner to go with it. Okay, so so you don't recommend putting like a wasp nest in your <laughs> vagina like that? Absolutely not. <laughs> or a cucumber. No okay. cucumbers, no food, nothing like what that. What about all the trends from Gwyneth Paltrow? You know, people are putting like the um, the jade egg up there. Like yes. you into any of that? Or I no? saw the eggs, the glitter, that yeah. glitter type thing. Absolutely not. It's not meant for that. Once again, a lot of the stuff, like we have on some lube that is FDA approved. Our toys, again, are our premium silicone type thing. It's meant for that area where you're not going to get irritation. You do not want to put anything up that has that you don't know what's in it. You definitely want to know what the material is in it. And if it's not natural, do not put it up there at all. <laughs> and those eggs type thing, it's basically meant to do those Kegels. You have toys that can do those Kegels um, for you. Um, you don't want to put any slimy type things or those glitters because like I said, you're a self-cleaner. It's not meant to be out there. It's going to push it out. You're going to get infected. I mean, I can't believe I was reading that story, and they were saying, like, the w- women were actually, like, they take the cucumber, and they, I guess they peel the cucumber or whatever, they put it in their vaginas, and they'll sleep with it all night long. Supposedly, like, it will absorb nutrients, and it's supposed to give you, like, just a neutral smell. I'm like, who the hell is going to bed with a huge cucumber in their hoo-ha all night? Absolutely what not. One, that's stretching you out. Two, this is not your face <laughs> where it's going to go ahead and make you have like less baggy eyes in your vagina it's not that kind of it's not meant for that whatsoever so to make you smell you can eat pineapples doesn't that make your uh oh yeah is that a rumor is that that is actually basically what you eat will give uh away what you taste for either the male or the female any type of thing so yeah pineapple juice does make it a little bit sweet but if you've had asparagus it's going to come out in that way so (laughs) definitely pay attention to your diet and if you uh want to smell a little bit fresher. Okay, tell us some of your other big products here that are bestsellers. This one's really cute. So we have our Coochie. Our Coochie is our, yes, it is our these names. Bestseller. It has, the company has been around for 25 years. This has been our best product for 20 of those years, which says something because this is going to keep you from getting any of those um, razor bumps. This is going to help you from ingrown hairs. This is going to make it super smooth, whether or not you're shaving your vagina, whether or not you're shaving your legs. We have one for men that's called Shaves, so they don't they're not shaving with coochie. <laughs> but we have one, and it's got a little bit of keratin in it, so it actually is a good leave-in conditioner if you want your hair to smell great as well. Just put it all over your body. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know, all over. And then what's the other one you have here? Is this a lube? What's so this? this one is our playful lubricant. This is called Sensations. Sensations okay. is our nice little warming thing. If you've seen those commercials with the KY jelly on, uh, yes. where it's warming sensations. Yeah. The only thing about KY is they have no... Um, they have no uh, expiration date, so you never know what's in them oh. for so much, which is why I love um, Pure Romance products, because they make sure that there's a shelf life and everything like yeah, that. Can so we, ladies, can we try yeah, so I want you to, everybody in here, go ahead and put your um, your hand up just like this. Okay. And we're going to go ahead and go one, <laughs> No, two, I'll stay on the camera. Three. Now, I want you to go ahead and take your fingers right okay. here, and I want you to go ahead and rub, rub, rub it, rub it, rub it, rub it, rub it, rub it, and then I want you to go ahead and take a breath, not a level. And then when you're ready, go oh, ahead and oh. take a lick. A lick. Oh, you want to lick, lick this? Lick it, lick it. 
and that oh cotton, cotton candy, candy. Yes. <laughs> so it's great because you don't get the calories and it tastes like cotton candy but we have so many different flavors like we have hot buttered rum we have cotton candy we have strawberries and whipped cream but this is a really good foreplay um tool because foreplay ladies we're not like men who can be ready instantly it takes about I want to say roughly about 45 minutes for us to be sexually aroused, and I don't mean your heavy petting throughout the whole entire night. I mean, whatever turns you on, whether or not honey is saying I love you, you guys are sexting, whatever that kind of things, you need about 45 minutes before all that blood rushes to your clitoris, so you're sexually aroused, and you'll be able to achieve an orgasm easier. This right here, Sensations, is a foreplay item where you can go ahead and rub it on honey, and he's going to get nice and warm. We can blow on him, <laughs> make it taste a lot better, but not only is it for him, it's also used for you. Again, I'm here to keep our vagina clean, happy, and healthy. So this is actually safe for our uh, va- uh, vaginal area as well. So whatever you just felt will also be felt also inside of you as well, where you can rub it and you're going to feel That's it. That's amazing. And blow on. Oh my you're gosh. really doing great work. Because I feel like <laughs> you really are. You know, I think a lot of women are scared to take that step, but it makes such a huge difference in your relationship and for men too. And like just having that open conversation. It really yeah. does. Conversation and communication is so key in any type of thing in the bedroom and also making you feel comfortable that you're able to do it as well. Yeah. I mean, I've sworn off old men, but that was sort of the thing that I liked about old men is they were always cool with like whatever. I think they were over that age where they cared and they were like, yeah, let's do whatever. (laughs) Exactly. And sometimes it could be intimidating bringing certain things, but as long as you have the open communication and just say, honey, I want to be pleased. I want to please you. Let's try some new things. It usually should go over a thousand percent well. I want all your products. Um, tell us again, where can people find you? Where can they buy you? Have Everything can be bought online, too, Everything right? can be bought online, but I'm also running specials where you can go ahead and con- uh, contact me directly with partiesbymelina at gmail.com. Okay. You can also uh, reach me or find my information on www.pureromance.com backslash Melina Dorsey. And then, of course, go ahead and friend me on Facebook. I love new friends, and I have a private um, Facebook group, so when you add me. Um, I will put you in that. It's closed. Nobody has to know, but that's where I go over a lot of sexual topics, some fun oh, memes, awesome. um, and lots of stuff like that because, again, education is very, very important with me when I go ahead and do my parties, and I want to make sure everybody is aware about what our products do, which are fantabulous, but also go home feeling like they're going to accomplish something in the bedroom. Oh, my God. I'm joining that group. I'm going to post them. <laughs> yes! <laughs> friend, but I'm wondering about this sexually. Because my boyfriend before this segment was like, don't mention my name. I'm like, of course not, hon. I'm not going to, nothing about you. It is it is the best. I do have a boyfriend who is a thousand percent supportive of this because You're I awesome. do help women from everywhere from the bedroom all the way to the bank if you want to be a consultant because the one thing about pure romance and being a consultant rather than a lot of the other direct sales, which I love and I buy from all my friends who are in direct sales, um, but you can't just go on Amazon.com and say, what are you going to go ahead and buy? You can't just you know, go to the uh, creepy store on the corner because <laughs> nobody's going to know what you're buying and right. that kind of stuff. So I think it's very important where all these parties you can feel, taste, touch, and um, get to know these products. And it's yourself. about your health. Yes. Like, that's the most important thing. Yes. Use it or lose it, as you say. That's like, cool. Oh, yes, it will crystallize. It's like it's <laughs> and in that Exactly. And who doesn't want orgasms because they have they release antihistamines. If you have allergies, go ahead and throw yourself an orgasm. <laughs> okay, Melina, we love you. Thank you so much for being on the Hey Fresh podcast. This was amazing. Shop with her. I'm buying a vibrator from you today. So yes, we're going to go over different types the vibrator type thing, so it's going to be great. I highly recommend it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
Latin guest, separated from the rest, entertaining nonetheless, many topics to address, Sarah, she's a glamorous.